Good morning, ladies. Feeling privileged, as always, to be here speaking to you all to close what has been such an invaluable term, learning how our Father sees true beauty in us as we strive to reflect the image of Jesus in our behaviour and walk. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for making me and your other precious daughters who we are, uniquely made and beautiful in your eyes. Let us always see ourselves as you see us, worthy and loved. Let us always aim to honour you in our actions and words. Help us to grow as women after your own heart, a Proverbs 31 woman. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's Saturday morning and I'm walking as I do most Saturdays with one of God's other precious daughters. I love Saturday mornings. Other than the obvious Thursday mornings at Women's Church, it's my next favourite day. My girlfriend and I debrief about our, one, our working week, motherhood, being a daughter, being a wife, being a friend, being a Christian, and the big and little problems in the world. It's deep and meaningful conversation, yet sometimes flippant but never superficial. We are quite different in nature, but she gives me some balance and perspective because she is courageous, can be bold, and I feel that I am timid and fearful in comparison. She listens to things that affect my heart and mind, keeps me accountable, and she never seems to judge me for my failings. She lifts me up, encourages me, and would defend me like a mother hen in any dispute. She is like no other friend. She is unique in character. She dares to be different, and she can so make me laugh. And as we know, laughter is great medicine for a despondent and discouraged heart. My girlfriend and I occasionally discuss the state of our homes and who contributes or does not contribute to the smooth running of the household. And we console each other, shake our heads and move on to, into the next week. Prue's going to show you a few photos of my home at the end of last week, Saturday morning after my walk. And girls, I'm making myself really vulnerable here, so please be kind. That was my week of the kitchen bench. Can anybody relate to that? And that's just the dining room table. And then, of course, the ironing. But you don't see the hidden ironing baskets. <laughs> my mum can verify that my home can get very messy and I have hidden multiplying baskets of ironing hidden behind closed doors where no visitors are allowed to venture. While I was had some sick leave this year, I had a, I had a um, mum's... Uh, cleaner came in to help and she kept asking me why can't I go into that room what's behind that door <laughs> these photos perhaps show we haven't had such a great week in the Pilatus family home that life has perhaps just got a tad on top of us or me the home that no one really wants someone to drop in unexpectedly to find or expose that we haven't got it all together well to be truthful I'm the only one that really cares Nobody else, the men don't. I find the Proverbs 31 woman daunting and confronting. She actually makes me feel quite uncomfortable. I'm sure her household didn't look like mine at the end of the week. I'm sure it was orderly and clean. In my life experience, I have seen some women that appear to be like her, that seem to have it all together. And I've been one of them in the past, that wear the proverbial mask 
that hide behind this seemingly perfect world that they have created for themselves. A lonely place without God or where the home has become an idol, where spending lots of time cleaning the house doesn't leave any time for God, Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And we have to remember the Proverbs 31 woman is utmost and foremost a godly woman, so her scenario is different to the one about to be discussed. Fictional author Sharon Garlow Brown states, Impression management is when you spend so much energy into keeping up appearances and wanting everyone to think you got it all together. That's okay until life takes a nasty twist, like it did with me, as many of you know, 20 years ago, when my marriage fell apart and I suddenly got exposed. God was not part of my life, not really even though I appeared to most people to be doing the Jesus walk. My heart was not connected to Jesus, even though my mind had accepted him as God's only son and my saviour. It took brokenness and humility for me to truly know Jesus. The author also states that the exposure of sin is the beginning of its destruction. I feel pride and deception are very much a sin here. Pride in achievements and looking like we are a model family and household. Deception with this is not from God. This is Satan telling us we need to be perfect, that we aren't good enough. So feeling uncomfortable, uneasy and provoked by scripture such as the Proverbs 31 woman is actually a blessing because the Holy Spirit wants us to confess and release our sin, our ugliness, so our loving and compassionate Father can deal with us as he only knows how. So Mandy, take note of this. Yet again, you get to preach on a subject where you need to reflect on your own character, refine any ugliness, and reflect on your true purpose in life and examine your own heart. My challenge to you, my sisters today, is to take note of the things that irritate you, annoy you, disappoint and offend you, whether it be in scripture or other people's actions. These things have just as much power to reveal the truth about ourselves as anything else. It may very well be the Holy Spirit working within you. So again, take note and use these emotions as indicators that you may need some maintenance on your own heart. So let's examine Proverbs 31 more closely. First of all, it's the utterance of a woman, a mother to a king, a son who she wisely and lovingly instructs on how to live his life with dignity and honour and to seek out this seemingly perfect woman for a wife. For those of us that are Christian mothers, we all desire a godly wife or husband for our offspring. We desire that they make godly choices for their lives. We don't know how old her son was, but I'm surmising, this is just me surmising, that he may have been anywhere between 14 and 21, the usual marriageable age for males at that time when she gave him this advice. The Proverbs 31 woman referred to is of noble character. What does this mean? It means that she has qualities that people admire, and as we know, she belongs to the highest social class, like the mother to a king. It is, noted that, it is noted that she is worth more than rubies, which were a precious gemstone at the time and probably still are. Her husband has full confidence in her. I'm guessing he trusts she doesn't bag him out or talk poorly of him. She isn't a gossip, and he can trust in her behaviour, being modest and respectful. She does good things for him every day of her life. She never tries to hurt him. She knows her wool and flax, and she works with passion. She sources her food from far and wide, looking for the best quality, I guess, for her family and staff and the most prudent purchases. 
She sounds like she's a good steward of her money and doesn't waste money on unnecessary things. She starts her day early to get things done and provide food for her family and female servants. She provides for those in her care. Young mums can relate to this. Early morning starts to get things done while the kids are asleep. Late nights to finish off the chores when they are asleep. She is a business manager. She considers a field and buys it and out of her income she plants a vineyard to keep providing for the future of her family. She's no sluggard. She keeps busy managing her family and servants and they feel safe and secure in her provision. You working mums out there know all about this and I'm sure majority of us do not have servants to assist us. Anyone got a servant? No. And anyone that is a single mum, your cups are overflowing with extra chores to do and emotional support for your kids. Health is important to the Proverbs 31 woman. She keeps herself physically fit. Her arms are strong from working hard and she has lots of energy. Personally, I'm feeling a bit envious of that energy. I'm always tired. In the evening, she's still working into the late hours of the night, reviewing her investments. She makes her own yarn to make clothing. She's generous and helps the needy. We can all do that. She provides scarlet clothing for her household, so in the snow they will be warm and feel safe that they can be found if they get lost. She makes coverings for her bed. I'm definitely not that way inclined, but I do enjoy a quick, quick, a quick trip to Kmart for a new cheap doona cover, being a good steward of our money, of course. She dresses well as fits her position, fine linen and purple. I do like to dress nicely. Her husband is respected amongst his peers and elders. Behind every good man is a good woman, my dad used to say. But we know that's not necessarily always true, but I'm sure it helps. She sews linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. I don't sew, but I do try and help provide for my household with working part-time. She's clothed with strength and dignity. We can all aspire to that. She can laugh at the days to come. We all need a friend or sister to laugh with and feel secure in the days to come because we have provided for our future. She speaks with wisdom and God's word, faithful instruction. I'm sure she knows how to guard her tongue. She manages her household well and isn't lazy about the home. If she's watching Netflix, she's also doing the ironing. Her children and husband love and respect her. Her children feel blessed and her husband praises her. And as he should, he has a wonderful wife. The movie The Castle, most people have seen The Castle, is a perfect example of this, isn't it? She surpasses all other, women, all other women. How nice that is to be valued and appreciated. Again, a warning to her son. Charm is deceptive and outward beauty fades. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised and embraced. And son, treat her well and honour her. The Proverbs 31 woman really is the ideal woman, isn't she? Someone to aspire to as she has good character traits and attitudes. But is she really out there? Can anyone honestly say that they do all that she does? I know some amazing women out there, wonderful role models from all seasons of life, but I know even they would fall short of this ideal. As Christians, we all want to be like Jesus. We can strive to be, but we are all fall short because we sin. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. I think the Proverbs 31 woman models a woman that is well-seasoned and experienced in life a woman who honours God. It's probably taken a lot of time to get where she is at. Perhaps we are talking more about becoming like King Lemuel's mother, 
the outcome of living a disciplined, godly life. We don't know what the seemingly unblemished Proverbs 31 woman has experienced in her life. We don't know what she has been through in her life. Has she had a totally blessed life? It appears that way. But we have many godly women here, and I know that life has not been easy for a lot of them. And it's in times of crisis where they have grown the most as they learn that they can't be independent of God. They need to fully rely on him. Beauty from ashes. That's the phrase that's sticking in my head at the moment. At Women's Church, in our sister spot, we get to know the stories behind the mask we all present to society. I love hearing real stories of vulnerability, growth in their walk with the Lord. It's so very encouraging to hear our women be real. I like it when I need a tissue or two because I know that my sisters have touched my heart. Many of us have experienced life in different ways. Some of us daughters have grown up in loving families. Some of us have suffered traumatic experiences in our childhood. Some of us have experienced poor or failed relationships, broken homes, poor physical and or mental health, financial difficulties, infertility, singleness, loss and grief, disappointment and discouragement. That sometimes fashions how we deal or respond to life. Do we have a crushed spirit or do we have a passionate spirit? How do we respond when we hit the bumps in the rocky road of life? Are we prepared? Like the mother of King Lemuel was with the appropriate tools to become faithful, the knowing of God's word and the instilling of it in the tablet of her heart. Do we have good godly disciplines, reading God's word, prayer, good church attendance and connection with the body of Christ? Do we practice humility, kindness, show our vulnerability for close connection to others, have a thankful heart, a serving heart, offer forgiveness to others and ourselves? Are we diligent and industrious around our homes and workplaces? Do we practice integrity in all situations? Do we accept God's grace or ask for it when we fail? We are only human and it takes one step at a time to become the Proverbs 31 woman. It certainly doesn't happen overnight. It takes a desire and a lifetime to grow to be the best woman you can be to serve God in the ways that honour him most and help lead others to Jesus. True beauty occurs when you establish Christ as your fulfilment in life, not other people or things. Gary Smalley, renowned American Christian counsellor and author, states, we need to become whole. A house is only as clean and sound as the housekeeper is. Your home will be a reflection of you. Question yourself, how are you doing in body, soul and spirit? Do you need a bit of a tune-up? Some maintenance, healthy living, healthier living, producing a healthier body, renewing your mind with God's word, seeking God and the sisters he personally has given you for support, a friend like my walking buddy, one that truly loves you and supports you, someone that is a true beauty. Do you need to deal with any unforgiveness in your life that is tainting your true beauty, stopping it from shining? Practice forgiveness, when, even when you don't feel like it, make it a discipline. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see what others see about you? Do you see what God sees? God sees a woman worth dying for, a woman worth giving up his son for, a woman worth giving grace to. What do you see? I'm going to end today with a letter from God from Sherry Rose Shepherd, based on the scripture Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, 
so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Here's the letter. This is God talking. My treasure, I know you don't see it, but you are my masterpiece. I have been carving your character through trials, and I am displaying my grace for your weaknesses. But now I am asking you to open your eyes and say yes to all the work I want to do through you. I am ready to appoint you as ambassador of hope to the hurting and the agent of comfort to those who feel worthless inside. I long to display my glory and marvellous plan for your life, for all to see, but I love you too much to give you more than your heart can handle. So I encourage you to pray and ask me to help you get your heart ready to watch the wonderful work I will do in you and through you, starting today if you are willing. Love, your God of creation.